The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on High at Nine News are those of the individual speakers and not those of High at Nine News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, the most important day of the week, and it's also September 25th. Today is National Lobster Day. We love some lobster over here. It's also National One-Hit Wonder Day, International Research Administrator Day, National Quesadilla Day. Man, maybe we have a lobster quesadilla. National Comic Book Day, National Daughters Day to all the women here today. Happy National Daughters Day and National Family Day, National Open the Magic Day, whatever that's supposed to mean, and Math Storytelling Day on top of National Tune-Up Day. Man, that's a lot of days today. But thank you for joining us and getting high at 9 with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top-hand corner of your screen to see where you live on the Internet. We are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And now we are also available on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and Rumble. Is that right, Adam? All right, perfect. But without further ado, we are going to kick it off with the Copper Cup princess over here today miss gretchen gailey she's the founder of panoptic strategies and apparently loves sasquatch big big fans of sasquatch and big big fans of uh artificial porcelain uh, artificial copper cups that's right it's none other than the gretchen gailey I love the man with the big feet, Jason Beck. We all know this. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that. I bet. <laughs> it was low-hanging fruit. I figured we uh-huh. That was great. Thank you, St. Germain. All right. It's <laughs> 11. I see TV this morning. <laughs> I didn't get much sleep last night. Onion Monday? Is that what they said? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Lordy. She loves big feet. My headline. Coming from Marijuana Moment, Schumer circulates petition to demand federal marijuana legalization as he works to advance cannabis banking bill. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer works to advance a bipartisan marijuana banking bill. He's also calling on supporters to join him in demanding that the federal government legalize marijuana. In a campaign email blast this week, the senator said it's time to legalize marijuana nationwide and asked supporters to add their name and contact information to an online petition promoting an end to cannabis prohibition. The sign-on form, which is a common tactic used to build a political campaign's email and fundraising list, notes that over 40% of Americans live in states where marijuana is legalized, both red states and blue states, and support for marijuana legalization is overwhelming no matter your party. Sign on to demand that federal government end the prohibition of marijuana. Schumer's email blast that directs to the form adds that there's absolutely no reason marijuana should be criminalized on the federal level. And by legalizing marijuana nationwide, we can reinvest tax revenue into communities most impacted by the failed war on drugs and fund efforts to expunge prior marijuana convictions. It's long past time to end the federal prohibition of marijuana. Yada, yada, yada. This email goes on and on and on. Schumer has previously leveraged his support for marijuana legalization in campaign fundraising blasts, including in 2021, when he touted the issue as a Democratic legislative priority. So far this session, no marijuana legalization bill has been filed on the Senate side. 
uh, this session, though Schumer, Schumer did previously champion a comprehensive reform bill that ultimately did not advance during the last Congress. Meanwhile, a bill to legalize tax and regulate cannabis was filed by House Democrats on Wednesday. However, its prospects are dubious, given GOP control of the chamber. While all-encompassing legalization may be a long shot under the current Congress, advocates and stakeholders are increasingly hopeful about a bipartisan marijuana banking bill. Schumer is also championing, and which is due for a Senate Banking Committee markup next week, uh, which is actually this Wednesday, before potentially moving to the floor. Schumer reaffirmed his commitment to expeditiously advance the Secure and Fair Enforcement Regulation Banking Act, which they are now calling the SAFER Act, uh, and says he will also push to attach legislation on cannabis expungements and gun rights for marijuana consumers. At the same time, the GOP-led Senate sponsor of the SAFER Banking Act is now planning to introduce new legislation to prevent marijuana from being federally legalized by the Food and Drug Administration without congressional approval. Uh, I mean, this wasn't really much of a story, and I didn't care that much about it, except to tell you, if you get this email from Chucky Boy, uh, it is not a petition. He wants your email so he can beg for money. Ignore this man. This is Gretchen for a Hyatt 9 News. Ignore this man. Get it, Gretchen. It's stupid. Get it, Gretchen. He's just trying to pander. It's all a sh- scam. Exactly. It's a shame. Monday morning PSA has been delivered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unsubscribe from as many uh, political emails as you can. I'm always hitting unsubscribe, and I don't know how I get on their damn list. Noise I feel so me. liberated when I hit unsubscribe to some of these email lists. <laughs> I do it. I do it. Get out of my inbox. I, I always get all these text messages, and, and they're always addressed to some guy named Larry for some reason. And it's always from the Democratic Party. Ex-girlfriend, she's mad at you. Yeah, I, I don't she's know. She's signing you up for everything. I'm always constantly hitting stop, and it tells me that, it, that, it, that, that they're done. And then the next day, I get another one. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I figure St. Germain signs me up for him because I get him from, like, the Sierra Club and all sorts of <laughs> crazy left-wing lives. Like, how the hell did I get on this? Oh, you know, convert you. I, th- I heard that, that that's what happens when you buy a Sasquatch copper cup from Northern California. You automatically go yeah, on all those lists. You get on those lists. Yes. In the marketing, hey, in the marketing Coming to the fun side of the force. Mm-hmm. In the marketing world, is you're exposed three to five times, and then you buy. So mm-hmm. Democrats are just not giving up on you. That's all. They keep hoping. They exposed myself three to five times and then got arrested. I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> oh man! Now, 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 Gretchen, you you mentioned too that uh that that, that Republicans introduced a bill that would ban uh the the uh HHS and DEA from rescheduling cannabis. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? What? Not exactly. They are saying that the FDA cannot do it. Shout out to these Republican members. This is coming from Danes and Loomis. Oh, man. Uh, Danes is the uh, Republican sponsor of the Safe Banking Act. Shout out to these guys, because these guys might be the only hope cannabis has. Typical conservative-type folks who love when agencies decide to do the lawmaking, which they're not big fans of. That should Mm -hmm. be going through Congress. Yeah. But, frankly, I don't think it's going to go very far. I don't think that's going to pass anything. Well, I, I, I support it, and I encourage everyone out there to support it because we need something to stop this Schedule 3. Okay. Just is what it is. Schedule 3 is going to be the death of cannabis. What are you so afraid of with Schedule 3, Jason? I mean, I know that there's a lot of hype out there, and there's a lot of assumptions of what's going to happen. What's your biggest concern? My, my, my biggest concern is the fact that you're going to be regulated by the FDA now. And the fact that Schedule Three drugs have to be administered from pharmacies, and therefore I don't see any state really wanting to jump on and, and classify dispensaries as pharmacies in in that respect. Just just for starters, all right. There's a whole host of problems with with all of this. A whole whole host, and that just happens to be one of them. But but state law still supersedes federal law. No, it doesn't. No, no, and no, and no, no, and no. Time. Yeah, we've been bra- we've been, been breaking federal, federal law. law all this time. We've been breaking federal law. Uh, we've been law. operating in a gray yeah. area because we have big balls or ovaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Right. I mean, I think tightest of the ovaries. Okay, my ovaries are the biggest on the block. All right, let's talk about something that actually matters. 
I agree with Mandy that I don't see this industry all of a sudden getting in line to follow the rules once Schedule 3 happens. And even if they did, it's going to take them years to come up with regulations and pathways and to figure this shit out. So I say, even if this goes through, it, pretend the DA does this. The DA is not, not going to do this till next year. Then it's going to take a couple years to figure this shit out. We're still going to be in a gray, weird market for the next couple of years. This ain't changing anytime soon. Look, Ma- Mandy, 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 yeah, Mandy. We're already you, not if you... issuing funds to prosecute cannabis. Hold guys. on. Slow down. Slow it's down, man. It's not going to change just because Schedule 3. What, what do you mean? Yeah, it does. Yes, it all will change because right now the FDA doesn't govern over Schedule 1 drugs. FDA has no jurisdiction. And so once you bring in the FDA, there is no the Rohrabacher. DEA. Hold on. There is no Rohrabacher Farr Amendment or uh, McClintock uh, uh, Blumenauer bill to stop. Blumenauer. Fu- yeah, Blumenauer. Who's yeah. Be the FDA, they, they have free reign. They have free they have free reign to enforce yeah, all anything the they want. The FDA does not have a police force number 1, Jason Back. They so have a, they, they have a letter writing there. department and, and I'll tell you right. Go sure, they got states. an old lady named Mildred writing letters. Jason. They do. What do you think? They do happen? and those letters can yeah. be very and very not effective. They pop into states all of a sudden and go into hundreds of thousands of different mm-hmm. businesses and and get employees fired and yank everybody's money out of their legally operating bank accounts if they do have them because all of those that have legal cannabis banks we all jumped through a 10,000 page application process to get there and put in a lot of fucking money so i'm really sorry but the feds can change whatever schedule they want but like We've all been out here establishing an economy. You can't just come in and wipe that out. Yes, overnight. they can. Yes, they can. The federal yes. government can do whatever the hell they want. They're not well, technically, to Mandy, they can. Thank However, you. Do, you. I see, do I see the governor of Colorado, the governor of California, just rolling over and saying, take away our industry, knock yourselves out, take away all my tax dollars? Not a chance. Not a chance. So. I'm telling Over you. Half the country feels like when, Hey, let me tell you something. The pharmaceutical it. industry could easily subsidize bubble, all of the tax the revenue. revenue this, the pharmaceutical the, the industry. The biggest issue with Schedule 3 is that it'll throw us all into this ridiculous fucking legal quagmire. I don't think that but, uh, it's going to change that much, frankly. It's, it's just going to make it a thing, shit show. It will make it a shit show. And the biggest and most immediate impact will be the relief of 280E. Yeah, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Mandy. I am not willing to trade 280E for Schedule 3. That that is not a fair trade off at all. That's 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 like some of these deals the Biden administration has orchestrated to get to get some of our people back. It's a BS deal. I think this Can conversation just... highlights the need for all of us to grow cannabis. If if every yeah. if every individual is growing cannabis, yep. become completely uncontrollable. Absolutely. I'm not but again, the, the schedule three conversation. Y'all are getting, you guys are leaving no lane for trolling. It's like, there's a troll. There's like, I'm being excommunicated here. I'm being like the Amish. I'm being banished. Mm-hmm. So let me just troll for a second. Go for it. Senor Schumer. Okay. I know that this gentleman doesn't get it from what he said and how he said. And I just want to bring us back to the article for a second because one of the things my compatriot said over here was that Schumer had said, you know, that these taxes from the industry were going to go to these areas that were previously disproportionately impacted from <laughs> prohibition. And, and, and so I just want to point out what a nincompoop this gentleman is because if you really want to support those constituents that were impacted or those communities that might otherwise benefit from cannabis as an economic revitalization tool, the first thing you would do is not tax it, right? So this notion that government should tax it so that they can be the ones involved in deciding how it's reinvested in communities is the first thing that is so broken. And we have a lot of proof of concept that that's broken. So I'm supposed to trust that these newer agencies are going to moderately tax things in a way that's sustainable. And then that they're not going to eat up all that tax money, deciding and executing on administering it back into those communities. Like that is just painful nails on chalk barred Schumer. You clearly don't get it. Thank you for the talking points from 2017. But if you're really going to be up on your game and understand the zeitgeist and understand not only how to support those communities, but how to support this industry, then you wouldn't be saying those things. And look at that. All this from a liberal Democrat. Man, oh man, oh man. I'm loving this today. This is... (laughs) 
Oh man, you know I'm pro business. I'm I, pro business. I love that. I love that. I don't that. think that that's a partisan thing. I'm pro business, and I think people deserve to get their their bread buttered. And I think that that never starts with government taxing and then deciding that they're going to administer how those tax benefits are are, are administered to a society. Or to I, a I, I, could, I, I couldn't don't... agree with you more on this, Yarrow. I couldn't agree with you more on this. I, I'm 100% with you on this. Gretchen, what you you right. you agree with Yaro? Uh, let's try and end this show on time today. Can we move on? We're we're, get, we're about to move. We're going to go to a commercial. Idea. Let's just populate the earth with all these plants. Yeah, we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. Relying on 25 years of commercial hydroponic experience, King Solomon Nutrients has engineered the best liquid and dry fertilizer products for cannabis that preserves the crop, the soil, and the environment through relentless passion research and innovation king solomon has developed simplified cannabis crop nutrition you can trust it was created for farmers by farmers don't mess around try the crown into my story you guys hope you guys enjoy enjoy this one but uh man oh man oh man vermont vermont that's right that state that's right next to next door to new york there's a cannabis entrepreneur that says he was hoodwinked in a merger deal man this sounds like a lot of people all across the country in cannabis but a burlington cannabis entrepreneur is suing canadian company he merged his company with as part of a $25 million deal back in 2021. Shane Lane or Shane Lynn of High Fidelity claims that executives of Toronto-based slang worldwide used unlawful sharp practices to hoodwink him about the state of slang's financial condition before taking over his company. Filed in Vermont Superior Court last month, the suit uh, accuses slang its co-founder and former board chair peter miller and its former ceo christopher dreesen of fraud and negligent misrepresentation related to the deal lynn once held two of vermont's five medical marijuana licenses and operated stores under the name Champ champlain valley dispensary and southern vermont wellness he later changed the name to cares med which operated under a parent company high fidelity slang started pursuing lynn's Companies shortly before Vermont's legislature legalized cannabis for adult use, the, the suit says. Under, under the new law, Lynn, as a medical cannabis retailer, was entitled to what is known as an integrated license, which would allow him to open a store several months before the general public. The head start would give Lynn's company a significant economic advantage over potential competitors and establish a distinctive brand and market share before competitors Commend, commenced operations, the suit says. Slang, a publicly traded company, buys and sells licenses for cannabis edibles and accessories, and executives told Lynn the company was financially sound and had a bright economic future. The suit says, and they promised Lynn $18 million to finance his plans for growth. Much of the merger deal involved stock options, meaning Slang's success was critical for Lynn's high-fidelity shareholders to make make any money yet even as uh, sides negotiated slang's executives were aware the company was losing money and would not survive without an influx of cash to support continued operations the suit says the acquisition of valuable assets such as lynn's company according to the lawsuit would uh, would be attractive to lenders lynn meanwhile was offered only material misleading public documents about the financial health of the company and was unaware it was teetering on the edge of insolvency after the deal was closed, Lynn was named head of Slang Vermont and was given a seat on the company's board of directors. The company also uh, retained Bridget Connery, another top cares med executive. Only then was Lynn made aware of Slang's financial distress, the suit says, when the company disclosed at a board meeting that it needed to borrow $18 million to survive. A corporate re restructuring firm was ultimately brought in and started cutting costs, including through through layoffs and months after the merger in march of 22 lynn was fired connery was was laid off and slang shelved plans to expand the grow operation at the company's vermont headquarters in milton in a quote 
The failure to make disclosures and misrepresentations by defendants caused Mr. Lin to agree to the merger agreement, the suit says. Had he, he known that the true financial status of slang, he never would have agreed to merge with it. Lin did not respond to a request for comment, and his attorney, uh, Petro Lin, said in a statement that we are confident that Shane will prove the factual allegations and that he will prevail in litigation. Lynn and Conry are, are uh, preparing to open a retail cannabis shop in their own town, High Fidelity, on Cherry Street in Burlington and Slang, Vermont. Meanwhile, opened Cares Collaborative not far away on College Street in Burlington last year. It's one of the more successful cannabis shops in the state. And according to Slang Worldwide's uh, recent uh, financial statements, the only profitable arm is its multi-state business ventures. And Slang did not uh, immediately respond to requests for comments in regards to this. But man, I feel like this guy definitely got duped. But I'll tell you what, this happens all the time in cannabis. And I'm not surprised that this is the first one. Or, and I'm pretty sure that it's not going to be the last of cases that we see like this. But nonetheless, this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News. What do y'all think about this Vermont guy? what you said jay there's so many deals that have been like this where mm -hmm. a near worthless company gets traded for basically imaginary stock exactly exactly yeah watch it's out. kind of the these giant mergers like here's a bunch of stock that might be worth something bottles did that with some friends of mine mm -hmm. Here, here's a bunch of stock oh we're out of business never mind oh sorry guys we're closed uh nah, no recourse bye-bye close the llc people hear done. equity and they hear stock and they get really excited but a lot of time what stock gets you is a tax liability and and mm -hmm. no value very true gotta be really careful very, very, very true. And uh, from, from from my understanding, this guy, um, this guy had had stores at the at the beginning of of Vermont's medical market, and apparently he was uh, he was doing some serious price gouging when he was uh, when he was like the sole operator prior to any type of legalization going on up there. Which doesn't surprise me really, but you know, now he's like, oh, now 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 the tables are turned, and now I'm getting screwed. So. No thoughts? You guys are pretty quiet today. I feel like this is the same headline we read Par last for the week. course. Who cares? Next. Par for the course, Gretchen. Man. It's like, take the state name out, take the litigious folks' names out, replace, plug in new names, and it's like the same article from another day. <laughs> what is Uncle Dale telling you to know who the hell you're supposed to partner with? Yeah. I'm actually understanding your legal agreements. Mm -hmm. I got no yeah. sympathy for dumb people. No yeah, sympathy. I mean, it's kind of like people, you know, wait, I was preyed upon. Well, did you read the fine print, right? Like we all sort of owe it to ourselves and the time that we put into our business and creating generational wealth to, to like actually put the work in. And so I think, you know, when we think about these opportunities, business is first and foremost about relationships, right? It's not just about uh, ratios and price to earning and what's the upside of some company. And so getting into bed with people being in business with people is a is an intimate and vulnerable position and choose your partners wisely and know who they are spend some time with them you know take those numbers and hand them to a CPA who could probably crunch them better than you can you know if you're if you're evaluating an opportunity that includes indoor cultivation maybe you need to hire someone like me to uh to go out and look at the oper operation and like make sure that it's actually you know functioning that it's not just a big uh, spider mite infestation. And so, so a, a lot of these things really boil down to people were, were not as, as, uh, judicious in their due diligence as they could have, should have, would have been. Right. And so it's sad for me because I think, I think there's a large percentage of stuff that could be avoided if people just understood how to go about these processes in a, in a, in a thorough and, and, and optimistically cautious manner. To some of the information uh, uh, I obtained uh, from, from this story, Yaro, or in the background of this story, is uh, um, I, I was told that the the company Slang, the Canadian company, uh, mis misled them with the financial documents that they that they showed prior to, and they did not find out about all of these uh, all of the true earnings until ultimately till this board meeting. So I mean, if that's the case, that's fraud. That's not civil. That's that's criminal. And you know, was it was it gap accounting? What, did they get it from an accountant, or was it just ripped off? You know, P and L that was that was ripped off a computer by the controller. So I, you know, in, in all due diligence, having a third party attest to the to the you know to the 
to information being accurate is really important, right? If I was going to go get a home inspection, if I was going to buy a house, I wouldn't get a home inspection that the seller had generated. Mm -hmm. And so having those third party independent people to go through things, I mean, look, if they fudge the numbers then yeah, you're a real victim. And that's not about, you know, lazying your way through some M&A. But if, if you didn't go through the process in a way that was rigorous and best practices, then a lot of times mm -hmm. responsibilities is much more shared on both sides. Very, very true, Yarrow. Very, very true. And uh, we're going to keep this keep this train rolling over here. Coming up next, he's a second-generation cannabis cultivator. He's the founder of Special Teams Consulting, focusing on cannabis real estate and cannabis and cannabis real estate. <laughs> Thank God he wore a shirt today, and hopefully he's wearing pants. That's right. It's none other than Mr. Yarrow Kubrin. I am not wearing pants. Just know I am pantsless all the time. Even when I'm wearing pants underneath those pants, I'm pantsless. So um, the deal is I don't speak for this company. I just work at this company. I am not an anointed announcer. So um, everything I say after this has nothing to do with the position of Zone Properties, uh, publicly traded company out of Arizona focusing on cannabis real estate. Uh, now that I can sort of unbridle myself, um, this is a deeply disturbing uh, article that I'm going to be sharing with you guys. The most deeply disturbing article I've ever shared on Hyatt 9 News. And um, I may have to quit today. And I know that's a surprise to all of you on this show. Uh, but I read an article on Friday. And now I'm coming back on Monday to read a follow-up article. And apparently, because of the way the real world works... There's no longer a need for me. Y'all don't need some manufactured funnies from a dad grade joke guy. Like this shit is so ridiculous that there is no need for manufactured humor because life has produced us uh, stories that are so uh, content worthy. Like I said, I'm, I, I, unfortunately, I'm probably out of position. But without further ado, as some of you may recall, on Friday, I talked about Minnesota hiring an operator from within the space who'd been doing this a very long time, how excited I was, how they had bypassed some of their more rigorous um, uh, government reg uh, requirements for that position. And I was really excited that they hired a woman. And I was also really excited that they hired somebody who had uh, operator experience. And, and so <clears throat> here's my article, the very next business day. Minnesota cannabis director steps down after one day amid reports she sold illegal products. Government Governor Tim Walz's choice to lead the Minnesota's new cannabis office quit the job Friday, just a day after she was appointed, following revelations that she had sold illegal products at her hemp store. Aaron Dupree told the, DL, the DFL governor she would not be going forward as director of the Office of Cannabis Management. The Star Tribune had first reported on her hemp shop sale of illegal products earlier in the day. Conducting lawful business has been an objective of my business career, said Dupree the Trapper in a statement Friday evening. However, it has become clear that I have become a distraction that would stand in the way of the important work that needs to be done. Lunacy Cannabis, which Dupree founded in Apple Valley in July 2022, advertised and sold non-compliant vapes and edible products containing more THC than is legally allowed, according to the store's social media videos and online product listings that have been that have since been deleted. Lab results for the products, still visible on Lunacy's website, show that some ingredients contained elevated THC levels that are illegal and synthetic ingredients that are banned. We have been we have a responsibility to assure Minnesotans that this emerging market will be safe, lawful, and well-regulated. Governor Walt said in a statement Friday, we're making progress towards implementing this work. One higher at a time you are, buddy. In the news release only a day earlier, Walt's office praised Dupree as a leader who had a record of maintaining compliance with state laws and regulations. As director of the Office of Cannabis Management, Dupree would have been tasked with overseeing the creation of the state's legal marijuana market and the rules that govern it. The blender raises questions. <laughs> it raises comedy. I'm sorry, questions about how thoroughly the governor's office vets applicants. In July, Waltz rescinded an appointment that he had made to a state broadband task force after the Star Tribune questioned his office about the appointee's past domestic abuse allegations, trappers, and wife beaters. 
<laughs> um, it also deals a blow to the state's fledgling recreational marijuana industry. Without a permanent director, the still forming Office of Cannabis Management may no longer may need <laughs> may need longer to write rules and issue licenses for growers, processors, and retailers. Already, licensed dispensaries outside of tribal reservations are not expected to open until 2025. Charlene Briner, the state government veteran has been serving as interim director and helping set up the office. Dupree was set to start October 2nd with a salary of $151,505, according to the governor's office. A longtime legalization advocate who worked closely with state legislators, Lalo Fatahi, as they passed Minnesota's recreational marijuana law, expressed serious concerns about Dupree's history in a statement earlier Friday. Appointing someone without the necessary qualifications who is an active member of the very industry they are meant to regulate and who has shown a past disregard for compliance is a textbook example of regulatory capture. Such a decision risks establishing a culture of noncompliance at the very top levels of our state oversight of this nascent industry. On a TikTok account, on a TikTok account, Lunacy touted edible products containing 10 milligrams of THC per serving, 100 milligrams per package. State law allows hemp-derived edibles to contain a maximum of 5 milligrams of THC per serving and 50 milligrams per package. And TikTok was deactivated last Friday. Lunacy was also still selling non-compliant vape cartridges on its website up until late Thursday, hours after Waltz had publicly named Dupree as the first director of Minnesota's Office of Cannabis Management, according to the timestamp screenshots shared with the Star Tribune. Some of the vapes available on Lunacy's website contain banned cannabinoids like HHC, THCP, and Delta 10. In a video posted to Lunacy's now inactive TikTok account, Dupree talked about California-made Goliath vape pods with a proprietary blend of cannabinoids, many of which are illegal in Minnesota, according to the product's lab report. I will not quote what she said on TikTok. I watch it. It's pretty stupid. Uh, she said, <laughs> Dupree said in an interview Wednesday that she had planned to close the Lunacy before starting the state role. Blada, 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 blada. I mean, I could go blada, 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 but I mean, I think you guys already get the main point. I, I want to kick this off, but I'm going to close this one out. I want to hear what you guys have to think about the one day, the one day on the job from the state head of the Minnesota program. Oh man, uh, uh, we 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 have we have this TikTok video, Yaro, to show to show everybody. This oh, is this is pretty wait. good. Hope you guys enjoy this. Hey guys, it's Erin. I'm here at Lunacy. Today I want to go over a new product with you. I would like you to welcome the new Goliath um, starter pack. This is brought to you by Extracts, who also happens to be hanging in our ceiling. They are a California company um, California. known for not only their proprietary blends, um, but the science backing behind all of their products. And they also do third-party testing, which is why we love extracts. But this particular product is a little bit unique to our store. This is the only thing we carry that is technically considered a starter pack. So this comes with a battery and two cartridges. Each cartridge is one gram. Um, and they come with two different strains. So you have the blue one, the blueberry, that's your indica, the Hawaiian snow, that's your sativa. So your sativa is really for the wake up, have a nice mood. If you wake <laughs> up, and then the blue one is yeah. chill out. I'm going to binge watch a couple of shows before I go to bed, right? So two different areas of life, two different applications. These are really great because they're color coordinated. Oh my God, they're color so coordinated. This one out of the box. Um, I love this product. Um, we brought also, this in I don't because know about you guys, it's something that I would use on a regular I've basis, and I do. Or we can kill so this. Out of the box, you've got. So, so yeah. I mean, okay, wow. okay, okay. Can There's I get those amazing distillate vapes? Yeah, exactly. Can I get those amazing distillate vapes, bro? They're 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 amazing. Man, food grade terpenes and distillate. Let's lots do this. Of, lo lots of lots of terps, oh, and, and for night and day, for night and day. Look at that. I mean, here's look. If, if you guys aren't going to jump in, my my the coffee in my zone properties coffee cup is kicking in really good. So I, I'm just going to jump in here and hopefully keep this as spicy as possible. We we just came off of an article where we were talking about due diligence and about business and about business being about relationships and about people really having to know who they're working with and about being really comfortable in those relationships. What have we learned? about that government in Minnesota, like all of the optimism I had going into Friday, reporting that they had hired someone from the industry, that they had waived some of their uh, position requirements, 
that she was a female, all of that stuff. It's gone. Uh, it's done. Mm -hmm. I'm over. I'm jaded. I'm cynical. And government has reinstated in me the deep-seated belief that they can fuck up anything if given the opportunity. And this notion that they did zero due diligence on her is so sad. It's a $150,000 a year job. Now, to be fair, in California, you can barely afford Snapple and some chewing gum on that kind of salary. So if you're thinking about a California salary, you better double it. Cost of living. But out there, that's a pretty good job. Not including the health care, the benefits, yada, yada, yada. What about the and pension? she was tasked with staffing 150 positions. It, it just it boggles the mind. And she started her quote on Friday by saying that she was going to bring a fresh approach. She didn't bring a fresh approach. She brought the perfect political approach. She cut and run and rage quitted in 24 hours and couldn't handle the heat of some inquiry. She could have just done the apology tour. I mean, she could have slept with five of her staffers and still kept her job. Doesn't she know anything about politics? Doesn't she know it's the only job where you can actually mess up and still be hired? Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I, I would be at a loss of words if it wasn't for the strong French press uh, uh, cup of joe I have. Oh, boy. Man. It's quite difficult to find somebody who has extensive knowledge of cannabis and hasn't done anything that's technically illegal. I, I, I love that they're talking about her trapping all these, these carts as, as far as it being illegal and selling all this, all this Delta-8, uh, HHC, all this stuff that, oh, man. <laughs> It's, oh, you're non-compliant because you're selling this product. Mm -hmm. But apparently, a compliance issue. You don't quit, right? But if apparently, it's just a compliance issue. You go look. Compliance is complicated. I hired somebody. I outsource it to X Y Z consulting company. They did compliance. I made a mistake. We pay a fine. Like there's a world where making a mistake because of complicated regulatory. Uh, paradigm in, in this heavily regulated supply chain wouldn't be the reason that you would just exit stage left from a from a really high profile and prestigious position ushering in a new era in that state. I, I just don't Are think. Are you kidding that me? This is not a mistake on some overcomplicated exactly. tax bullshit. She's a fucking idiot. If you don't know that you can't be selling these products, you shouldn't be the fucking director of the department. Are you kidding me? Maybe she was going to make it so you could sell those products, Gretchen. Maybe that was going to be her fresh approach. Who fucking knows? She might also have realized she had further exposures and just wanted to skedaddle before other agencies started yeah, looking into much. They wanted to do a they wanted to do a knock and talk at her trap house, and she mm -hmm. was like, uh -uh. <laughs> "Thank you, never mind, sorry." Exactly. Wait, hold exactly. On, what? what do you mean my PG&E is seven thousand dollars a month? That's because <laughs> I do welding in the garage on the weekends. They have a chop oh, saw. Man. Oh man, yeah. oh man, oh man. Yeah, let's go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. Yarrow, this was fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us, sir. The Control Tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. Oh, man, and we're back. We are back. Um, Mandy is having a little technical difficulties right now. Her, her internet, I guess, just went out in her neighborhood. But nonetheless, we are going to kick it off, kick it right back over to Mr. Matthew St. Germain. He is the immortal count that has been walking the planet for thousands upon thousands of years. He's part of the Brotherhood of Eternal Love, and that's right, he is immortal. It is the count himself, Mr. Matthew St. Germain. Brother Jason, I wouldn't count myself as an, as an official member of the Brotherhood. The closest I got was buying weed from uh, one of their kids in Taco Bell. You know I, the Taco Bell. I heard that. I, I heard that. I heard that's part of the initiation, Matthew. <laughs> well, then I may be in process. Then, <laughs> you're getting processed. <laughs> I got a great story from uh, the old Midwest. There, uh, Pennsylvania is advancing a bill to allow marijuana growers to process and sell direct. I think this is a great idea, a great model for really every state. Pennsylvania Senate approved a bill allowing medical marijuana growers and processors to sell product directly to patients. Bill 773, sponsored by Republican Senator Chris Gebhard, would grant cannabis cultivators and product manufacturers dispensary licenses to serve patients directly 
Moving to the Patriot News. Bill now heads to the House where some lawmakers could propose additional measures. Bears watching if negotiations extend beyond the state's uh, medical marijuana program, including revisiting a bipartisan adult use marijuana legalization proposal reintroduced in July. Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro has shown strong support for adult use legalization. Well, Pennsylvania Republicans, who currently control the Senate, though, have opposed widespread marijuana reform in the past. I like this model. I think this is something we should institute everywhere, and it would allow uh, end-use consumers to really a lot more one-on-one with their cultivators and, and get more direct knowledge of the people who are growing their, who are growing their cannabis. I, for one, am into it, but I'm really interested in what y'all are, uh, say about this. This is Matthew St. Germain on Monday for the Hyatt Night News. Take away. All right. Well, my number one beef, frankly, is with you, St. Germain. Uh, okay. It is not in the Midwest. I'm so sick of people calling it a Midwestern state. We're one damn state from the ocean. What are you talking about, the Midwest? I, I don't consider anyway. I mean, I, I've been there, and it resembles the Midwest to a, uh, a an uncultured California. Uh, yeah, I, I do not consider oh, yeah. Pennsylvania uh, 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 the East Co- an East Coast state. Yeah. Consider, how is it the Midwest? Pick it's, up a map, think, people. I think part of, it, part of it's the Midwest, right? Like about two-thirds, about, two about uh Everything if, that's not Pittsburgh or, or if, Philadelphia. If you're basically. not a coastal state, They're if you're not a coastal state, of the state, how is one? So you say in the middle of the states, the Midwest. Pittsburgh's. Kind of, I mean, come on, Pittsburgh is the Midwest. Isn't it if directly you, under Green Bay? If you're not touching the ocean, you're in the Midwest. Okay. If you're not touching the Pacific oh, Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean, you're in the Midwest. Anyway, they said the Midwest. They didn't say the Mids West. Well, we all know that that's what it is. <laughs> We, we know what it is. Anyway, yeah. back, back, back to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story, I'm glad to see Pennsylvania moving. I don't think this oh, will sorry. have a shot in hell. I love you. It, it ain't going nowhere. It's going uh, nowhere. But I do like his approach. Why not? What the hey? They can't even get a, adult use on the books there. I don't see them allowing growers to just ship. Not happening. You move happening. towards less draconian measures towards all psychedelics. And, and these are the same jagoffs who make you buy, you know, your beer on a certain day. I mean, shit. I mean, come on. I don't know why you have to take a swipe at autoeroticism on a Monday. I don't know what the problem is with jackoffs, but I would say Jag-off. no, jagoffs, jagoffs, not jackoffs. Okay, just checking. I can't hear new, too yes, well. Yeah, trust, trust me, I had that same problem the first and time I heard it too, Yarrow. Mid Atlantic state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Mid Atlantic, huh? We're reaching for wow. some cred there. Yeah, we are. Man, man, man. I, mean, uh, I, think, I think that the DTC thing has been really popular in no small measure because in California and some of these other more mature markets, we still have a pronounced and painful lack of retail. And so w- because that has been a supply chain chokehold in a lot of other markets, DTC became a popular conversation because we're trying to figure out how we can we can most efficiently allow the consumer, the patient, the can of curious, what have you, to interact with and easily access these products. However, it doesn't change the fact that if we could have a quicker path towards brick and mortar retail without retail deserts and without local control, or without large swaths of Long Island saying not in our backyard, probably some of this direct sale stuff wouldn't be as important and wouldn't be as pronounced a benefit to producers at the top of the supply chain. Well, and just for kicks, I looked at um, Senator Gebhardt, the guy who's uh, introduced this legislation. I looked at his district, and he's in the middle of nowhere. So it would make sense for somebody who may not have as much access to look at growers being able to send product to people. So perhaps that is what also is helping to push his, his unique fantasy ideals that are not going to get passed. But go for it. Why not? Hey, you Everybody know, needs a fantasy while they're jacking off. It is. It, it Jag. is good. Jag. Hold on. Sorry, can sorry. you can you spell it? Can you spell it for him, please, Gretchen? Because he's he's not getting it. Oh boy. What is a jag off? Oh, she's thing? out, dude. Yeah, no, no, she's she, she's she did it now, Yaro. Yep, yep. She's gonna come back with a. You have to do Gretchen's Yaro. part too. Yell yes. at Jason and bet him a hundred bucks on something. Let's go. Ball gag. They have a Hyatt Nine ball gag that's just for me. It's the kind of swag that only I get. Oh boy! And your new mom oh isn't quite as cute as the last one. Look, all right, here oh, we go. Shit. All right, Gretchen, hey, hold on, can hold you spell? On. Can you spell jag off for him? Jag <laughs> off. All right, jag so what off. What do you have against big, large uh, felines? You have something against jaguars? 
Like, I don't understand what you have against yes. them. Their habitat's yeah. being destroyed as we speak. Ever, ever well, since the Midwest. all over Pennsylvania. We got the Pitt Panthers. We got the Nittany Lions. They're all from the same oh. cat family, and we don't like any of them. Ever since Jaguar was sold to Ford, they've never been the same. Jag off. Mm-hmm. 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 But uh, nonetheless, we're going to keep we're going to keep this train keep this train rolling. So maybe we can possibly get out of here on time today, Gretchen. For you, doubtful. Oh, all right, well, I'll, I'll slow it I down. I hope then. so. All right, it coming, would be nice. Coming up next, she's a mom. She's an Emerald Cup Edibles judge and a cannabis executive that shows you how all three can get combined in one big pot, stirred all up, and actually have a tasty dish. For dinner, that's right, is none other than the Miss Mandy Tingler. I don't know about the tasty dish. I do my best, but I'm probably my own critic when it comes to cooking. (laughs) All right, guys, today my article comes to you from Benzinga. And the headline reads, Wisconsin Democrats float proposal to legalize cannabis and reduce possession penalties for minors. A legislative duo for Wisconsin Democrats introduced a measure that seeks to legalize the recreational use and possession of up to five ounces of cannabis by those 21 and older statewide. The legislation unveiled on Friday by Senate Minority Minority Leader Melissa Agard and Representative Darren B. Madison would establish a framework for regulated cannabis sales, including production and distribution. Individuals under 21 found in possession of marijuana would no longer face criminal penalties under the new measure. Instead, they would be subject to fines and in an effort to shift legal consequences in a more lenient and alternative direction. Additionally, those caught with over five ounces of cannabis would not face felony charges anymore. For the past decade, I have worked to undo Wisconsin's antiquated and deeply unjust marijuana policies and put our state on a prosperous path forward. The law, these lawmakers both said in a joint statement. This past string, spring, excuse me, Agard, promote was, <clears throat> Agard promoted the legalization of cannabis through the grassroots tour. On one of her tour stops, she called Wisconsin a, quote, island of prohibition while talking about some of the harms of the ban on marijuana. The lawmakers also touched on the issue of social equity. Legalizing cannabis is a matter of public safety and racial justice here in Wisconsin, Madison said. People in Wisconsin indulge in cannabis use and deserve the ability to buy safe cannabis and use it responsibly without being criminalized. Meanwhile, Republicans gathered early this year to design a medical cannabis program that could stand a chance of getting bipartisan support. In April, Assembly Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said that the lawmakers working on on a new push to include only Assembly Republicans. He intends to introduce the medical cannabis measure this fall, but remains firmly against legalizing recreational cannabis. Now, I don't know about you all, but... This somewhat is just, you know, more of the same with other states rolling out their policies and the two different sides arguing about who is going to do it and how they're going to do it best. Um, But I got particularly excited about this discussion around how it would affect minors that are caught in possession. That is really exciting to me. I don't know about you guys, but that would have definitely changed a bit of a trajectory for me at a young age. Um, And so I'm really eager to hear what all the rest of you have to say about it. And this is Carmen Sacramento coming at you this morning for High at Nine News. Well, well, well. I mean, seeing as I don't have any kids, I want to hear what hear what uh, the people with kids have to say first. But I, I know I have some thoughts on this. I mean, for me, it's a breath of fresh air, right? When I was a week after my 18th birthday, a senior in high school, Um, I got in trouble for having cannabis in my car and Mm -hmm. I got suspended. I ended up not being able to go to the college that I wanted to go to. Um, And it was, it significantly impacted my life that year, significantly. Um, And, you know, even last night I was actually with Luke and he was recording his first episode of his podcast. And one of the things he started talking about, um, was when he was 15, he was actually sent to juvenile hall and then out to like all of these different rehab programs. And 
um, when he was a senior, he ended up missing almost his entire senior year of high school because of consequences for having cannabis. So um, it's a real, it's a real issue that changes the course of a really young person's, a young person's life. Yeah, um, I, agree. I agree with Mandy. There's no, there's no need for harsh penalties for since that isn't isn't harmful. You know, education. So what do you what, sort of ther- possible therapy, right? So what do you think is the best deterrent for for children if it's not going to be harsh penalties? Healthy home life, parents who care about them, parents who who make boundaries for them. This isn't so this is like it's like is so much of school out of it, and when your parents. And it becomes normalized, and there's consumption lounges, and there's nothing rebellious about it. Like kids around here don't be like, "Oh, hey, I'm drinking wine." There's wine everywhere. There's yeah, wine but- tasting rooms everywhere. There's grapes everywhere. And so, like, if we normalize cannabis, and it's no longer some sort of rebellious thing to do, and it becomes as boring as mom and dad. Um, I, I yeah, think but a lot less the, kids the problem, are, are, are incentivized to explore and experiment. The problem with that, Yaro, is then the kids just go and start dabbing Tide Pods. Oh, God, Jay. I mean, it's a thing. They were I mean, doing it. This, this, this entire issue This entire issue is, is really a social issue that's masquerading as a drug use issue. Uh, I was just at a Sacramento City Council meeting, and we saw um, uh, a, a lot of folks uh, who were anti-cannabis and they were speaking on, on yeah, they were, first off, they were, uh, you know, equating cannabis use with fentanyl use and, and alcohol use yeah. and cigarette use, which is not true, demonstrably. Secondarily, they were talking about all types of familial and societal issues, casting cannabis as the villain, whereas really what, what we need is a much deeper talk about what's gone in our, on in our society for the past 10,000 years or so and how to correct that. How to just stop the hemorrhaging of trauma so that we don't have hundreds of thousands or millions of people homeless and, and addicted to drugs. We don't have prisons full of people who are really just, for the most part, they're so broke that they're uh, uh, committing property or other crimes. So damaged from childhood trauma that they're committing violent crimes and or using uh, drugs in order to kind of escape these first two factors. We really start to drill into what is happening how to fix it it becomes again a societal and family issue and when i say family i don't mean individual families i I mean the recognition that man like all of us americans are a family all of us earthlings are a family we really the only way we're going to ever solve this is to begin acting as a family and to recognize that jagoffs leads to blind blindness too right and we've got to watch out for that oh Oh, sexual sexual shame is part of sexual suppression was instituted when uh, the marriage gift that was pr- uh, originally given to the uh, female's eldest brother, who was uh, considered to have paternity, changed and gained so that men could create patriarchy and hierarchy and chieftainships. That's when sexual suppression and arranged marriage happened. So, no, don't shame people for jacking off. Allow yeah. people the free expression of their sexuality as we move into the future back to something that looks like the archaic past allowance for people to express themselves as who they are are coming together with compassion as a human family and our understanding of the centrality of our place in the universe and the magic of our life in this mm-hmm. that was oral lubricant for anybody's post high at nine jag off to take them to newer ecstatic <laughs> oh boy please masturbate to this video please masturbate to this video I would just like to reiterate <laughs> that jagoffs have nothing to do with jacking off. Let's try a little enunciation, people. Oh, that much, but I can, can you say that again? Can you say that again, Gretchen? Can you say that again for everybody, please? Everybody at home. No, because you're going to record it. It's already recorded, Gretchen. Jagoff has nothing to do with jacking off. There we go. There we go. You hear that? And I want this on a t-shirt. This, Being this, a jag off doesn't have to do with jacking off. Oh, oh man, she wants it on a t-shirt. For that. Oh you God, boring. Yeah, maybe, maybe jacking off is a key to magic, you guys. Everybody, after this show, jack off while you imagine a brand new world. Let's all do oh it together. God, this episode. I think. No, I too, think, you guys. We're gonna create the new world through group masturbation rituals. I, th- I, th- I think maybe we should make a. I think maybe we. <laughs> I think we should make a towel. Right, a little towel, and say this is a jag off towel. towel bro. Yeah, this is a jag off towel. <laughs> Don't forget to wipe yourself. I got my news on. Exactly. <laughs> Terrible towel. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mom's not watching this episode. <laughs> they 
We'll move to Utah. Heather says I can pick up a second. What's up, girl? <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet. I bet. Well, that was that. That was fun. That was fun, you guys. We have we. I have oh, one more. I have I have one more story for you guys. Um, I need. I, I'm gonna need a couple Give of the you. abridged version. I, it's 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 a short story, Gretchen. Don't <laughs> okay. worry. Don't worry. You're gonna be All okay. Right. But I do need some people It'll to pull come out. Come to fruition soon enough, Gretchen. Yes. I need I need I need you guys to pull out your calculators though. Okay, because we got to do some math when regards with this story. Okay, are you guys ready? Uh -oh. Yes. I I know, Gretchen. I know it's difficult for you to do math. I know. I was a journalist for a reason. I don't do math. I understand. I understand. Alright. Alright, but you can write numbers, right? Don't there make we... them too big. Okay. Alright. The Illinois State Police seized 5,200 pounds of marijuana. One of the largest ISP bus ever, you guys. That's right. The Illinois State Police made one of the largest drug busts in its 100-year history on Wednesday, seizing over 5,200 pounds of illegal marijuana near the Quad Cities. Officials said the historic bust was made Wednesday afternoon on Interstate 80 in Henry County, just miles away from the border with Iowa. A state trooper pulled a touring bus over and noticed signs of criminal activity. The trooper summoned a canine unit and the dog detected sense of narcotics. A search of the bus turned up numerous packages of illegal marijuana throughout the vehicle, officials said, and troopers found a total of 5,231 pounds of marijuana with an estimated street value. Get ready for this, you guys. Hold on. This is the best part. $6.3 million and $14.7 million dollars so that's a big big difference like that's all, all over double so i'm trying they're to think that's the range yes that's what they're saying is the range yes that's that's why i said to pull out your calculators exactly the two people operating the bus were arrested 29 year old robert mazzo and 33 year old pedro Ariola are both from lancaster california so you know this was california weed and they are facing class x felony charges of marijuana trafficking and unlawful possession over five thousand grams of marijuana with intent to deliver and they are also facing class one felony charges of unlawful possession of over 5,000 grams officials said both suspects were taken to henry county jail and the henry county state's attorney office initiated petitions for their detention and hearings took place on thursday get ready for this you guys subsequently the judge released the two on Pre-trial conditions. The investigation remains ongoing with additional charges possible. Why are they letting these guys out if they're doing so much? Because you know these guys aren't going to show back up to court. I mean, come on. And this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News. What do you guys think about this? There's some kind of special calculator that law enforcement uses to come up with the value of what they've confiscated. How do they go? Like, from, do they get it? They how, get it the same day that they get their badge. How do they go from six million like to, to fourteen million? Calculator for yeah, yeah. So, Your estimated value is. Your estimated. The cops had a margin. mylar bag brand. They're like, we could get this for six point three and make fourteen seven. Yo, if you sold yeah. all of this, <laughs> they're doing three grams for eighty five bucks. If you sold all of this in half gram ten sacks, this is what you would make. <laughs> That's so, exactly, so, bro. <laughs> yeah. No. So look, you said it was between fourteen and six million. That means it was between twenty seven hundred and thirteen hundred a pound. They're ballparking it. They probably haven't gotten into it. They don't know if it's Chronicle of Narnia, boom, 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 or it's just some swaggy, swaggy brickweed. I, I mean, for me, I just feel really bad about the guy who got arrested because he's clearly it's a two boob. Guys. Okay? It's two guys. Two Duh. guys. If your last name is Ariola, you're part of a boob, bro, and you cannot be tour busing and transporting in the same vehicle like we all knew that the lifestyle and the lifestyle would never work together right so like i just you can't mix the music with that kind of business right mm -hmm. and so i just I, I just wish he had been a little bit not just taking the creativity and put it in the song but also put it into smuggling like could you we not do a better job of making sure that those were separated like i want to see artists who take their smuggling to elevated heights and like, you know, carve little baby Jesus 
statues out of brickweed and then spray it with like some THC that's been covered in like color and like like get creative with that not just your your your, your mid songs that are probably not even recorded right with a bad chorus and a little orchestra strike in the background bro your name was boob okay we knew this was going to happen to you damn bro it's pretty harsh pretty oh, harsh right and there and on that note yeah. pretty harsh right <laughs> you remember there, Cheech and Chong did it with their delivery van back in the 70s right yeah that delivery van was great that was the bomb. yes that was classic yes but these 5200 pounds i just can't believe how they try how they can't figure out if it's 6 million or 14.7 million like cuz cuz even if you double 6 million you're still at at 12 million maybe you get to 13 million when you add the points in there you know what i mean but uh this is it's because it was different qualities, different types. Someone's in, someone's out, someone's smuggled, someone's all molded out there. So they're some's just... from last year, something, yeah, some is supposed to be, you know. I mean, some of it was still wet versus indoor. It's a whole cops hand trimmed, some was machine trimmed. Cops were seeing D students, some of the shit's unbucked. I mean, I just wonder if they just added zeros for no, no, whatever reason, but whatever. Whatever, <laughs> can't do math, bro. Any thoughts on this, Gretchen? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, could could one of them be the cost of what it would be in California versus what it is in the good old Illinois value? Oh, that's an interesting thought, Gretchen. Cost of goods at first. Mm -hmm. Look at Gretchen look at Trapper that. talk. Look at I that. like it. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> and Gretchen. since I'm last, so we should just go for the final word, Jason Beck, and wrap this show up. Are you ready? I was getting ready to go there, Gretchen. Are you, are you sure wait. you're ready? All right. I'm ready for the final word, and my final word is for St. Germain. St. Germain. Little geography lesson. I agree. You're right. Gretchen's <laughs> Look, right. Send her 100 bucks. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Looked it up. near the Midwest. It's one state removed. You are correct. One state removed from the ocean. Hold on. One does, state does removed from the Midwest, Midwest as well. Midwest. Does Pennsylvania Does Pennsylvania abate anywhere we roll right to over. the Atlantic Ocean? Huh? What? Does Pennsylvania abate anywhere to the Atlantic Ocean? It depends on if you want to go with the Delaware River. Pond. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying that. The river doesn't count. Okay, a river doesn't run through it. it I'm not buying that. The reason why mm -hmm. Matthew Saint Germain does not need to be geographically accurate is because anybody who's watched him speak or tuned in before understands that he is a citizen of the universe, of the cosmos, and when you channel that kind of deep shit out of stars and and the and and the and the the higher nether regions you cannot be bothered with the geographic specificity of one nation and only 50 states he's in an altered state not one state not 50 states the man right, is God almighty wrap this fucker up all right all thank right, you, thank you all thanks. for getting high at nine with year. us every monday through friday at 9 a.m pacific and high noon on the east coast big thank you to our audience all of our supporters for tuning in daily and watching the ever-developing cannabis industry thank you to all of our listeners Thank you, Gretchen, for coming on today. It was great to see you. And also, I'm working hard. You yes. want safe banking to pass? That's Good right. We do want safe banking to pass. That's right. That's right. And all of our other correspondents, thank you all for coming and spending your time today. And thank you to you watching, spending your time with us. You could be anywhere else. So we appreciate you. And thank you for getting high at nine with us. It's America's number one daily cannabis news show.